Hello, everybody, and welcome to the JRPG Report episode number. I just had it pulled up, and of course I forgot it. Here it is, episode number 261. My name is Michaela from Team Retro, filling in for Dalton. Unfortunately, our man Mr. Dalton, or rather I should say fortunately, has a job and it's kicking his butt, but he is working full time. He's getting overtime and he is starting to be able to afford JRPGs. So I told him I would fly solo and get you guys out a quick report before the holidays. So that's where we're at. I've never done a solo podcast before, but I'm going to ramble a little bit. I'm going to give you some news stories and we're going to take us into Thanksgiving. So enough with the pleasantries and let's get started with some JRPG news. And I actually want to start off by listing some JRPGs that have actually been released since the last time that Dalton and I recorded. And I'm also going to give you their RPG site review scores. But now available for purchase, Super Mario RPG, Persona 5 Tactica, Tales of Arise, the Beyond the Dawn DLC, like a Dragon Gaiden, the man to erase his name, and Star Ocean, the second story R. So, Super Mario RPG scored an 8 on RPG site. Persona 5 Tactica scored a 7. Tales of Arise, Beyond the Dawn, scored a 6. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, scored a 7. And Star Ocean, the second story R, scored a nine and i am not surprised at all that out of all of those new releases that star ocean is the one that scored the highest because a lot of people were hyped for this game dalton himself was hyped for this game as a matter of fact i knew how hyped he was i actually picked him up a copy of the game and so far in my conversation with him he has basically told me that it is a fantastic remake. He especially likes the backgrounds and how everything looks high definition and beautiful, but then you have the 2D sprites going along with that. And you would think something like that shouldn't actually be something that meshes well together, and yet in this game, it does it. Unfortunately, I haven't started it yet. I still have Final Fantasy XIV. Its claws are in me, and I really need to break that. However, I have been playing the new Super Mario RPG remake, and oh man, does that game hit the feels. It hits the nostalgia feels, because even though the music is remixed, it's still the same music, same storyline. There are some quality of life things and there are some small improvements, some name changes to enemies I'm not really a fan of, but I love that they preserved this game and gave it a fresh coat of paint. And I'm just having a blast going through it. it looks great on the Switch OLED. And 
I love me some Super Mario RPG. Hopefully, when I'm done with that, my Steam Deck OLED will be here because I just got shipment notification for that beautiful, beautiful device that I am picking up. And I'm going to try playing Star Ocean Second Story R on that because I can imagine that game is already blight, blight, take two. That game is already bright and beautiful. So having it on an OLED screen to me is just, it's going to be nice. And so I'm kind of holding off on starting that until that comes in. And then I'm going to kind of go from there. So those are the games that are out now. If you're, if you're looking for a JRPG, then those are five to check out. None of them, (coughs) excuse me, Dalton, edit that cough out. None of them have scored below a six, which means that the worst one is still going to be a very good experience, especially if you're a fan of Tales of Arise. So moving on from RPG site, Summoner's War Sky Arena launches on Steam in January 2024. Developer Con2US announced that Summoner's War Sky Arena, it's free-to-play strategy RPG. The game originally launched on iOS and Android in 2014 and will celebrate its 10th anniversary in 2024, and now it is going to launch on Steam in January 2024. So if you're like me and you don't like to game on your phone, but you have been interested in this RPG called Summoner's War Sky Arena, you now have another option. You can either play it on PC or you could play it on a handheld if you're into that type of thing. The game's Steam page is live and promises that and existing mobile players will be able to take their existing progression across platforms as well as engage in cross-play with PC players. In Summoner's War, players take on the role of a summoner and earn monsters to build out their playable roster using their characters in tactical battles. The game includes a PvP mode, as well as cooperative raids where teams of three players join together to take out a powerful boss. Com2US will be implementing updates for the Steam launch to coincide with the 10th anniversary, and the Steam version will include recent updates such as the raising of the maximum summoner level to 100 from 50, and revamps to farming efficiency. New events and crossovers in line with recent collaborations with the franchises like Assassin's Creed and Street Fighter. From the press release, today, Com2US, the developers of the world-renowned Summoner's War fantasy franchise, have announced that their flagship title, Summoner's War Sky Arena, which boasts over 200 million downloads worldwide, will be coming to PC via Steam in January 2024. In addition to bringing Summoner's War Sky Arena to a new audience of PC gamers worldwide, players will also be able to take their game anywhere in the world through crossplay and cross-progression using the mobile app on Apple App Store and Google Play. Veteran and aspiring summoners can wishlist on Steam ahead of the launch for the opportunity to win special community awards, including energy, crystals, and mythical scrolls, as certain wishlist milestones are achieved. Since its launch nine years ago, Summoner's War Sky Arena has grown into a globally beloved cross-media property. 
the turn-based original title of the Summoner's War franchise, in which players collect and summon hundreds of monsters into battle, has expanded and evolved as a result of thoughtful and well-received updates based primarily on community feedback. The game has seen countless in-game events, new dungeons and raids, powerful monsters, challenging modes, and a plethora of new features added to the game since launch. Com2US has continued to implement expansive endgame updates to Summoner's War Sky Arena. Most recently, they offered players an enhanced ability to upgrade their gameplay by expanding the maximum summoner level from 50 to 100, increasing the maximum repeat battle count to 30, and revamping farming efficiency. Looking ahead, players can look forward to even more action-packed updates celebrating the game's 10th anniversary and collaborations following the recent events with beloved franchises including Assassin's Creed, Street Fighter, and more. Summoner's War Sky Arena is free to play, and upon its Steam release, will support cross-play and cross-progression between the PC, Android, and iOS versions. Players can log in using their Hive, Apple, Google, or Facebook accounts and take battles on the go. In the meantime, play for free via the Apple App Store and Google Play and unite with fellow summoners on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and Instagram. Players can look forward to upcoming events and updates to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the game. From Gamatsu, Dragon Dogmas Take 2. Dragon's Dogma 2 Showcase 2023 set for November 28th. We will get 15 minutes of new information and gameplay reveals. Capcom will host the Dragon's Dogma 2 Showcase 2023 on November 28th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You will be able to watch it on YouTube and Twitch. The 15-minute live stream will feature new information and gameplay reveals directly from director director. Hideki Itsuno, and producer producer Yoshigashi Hirabayashi. I apologize. It is a late night. I'm having trouble reading. I'm going to butcher some things. Please forgive my shortcomings, and please leave, leave feedback on Twitter or in the Discord if you're a patron. Dragon's Dogma 2 is currently in development for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC Steam. A release date has yet to be announced, and there is a teaser trailer for Dragon's Dogma 2 right now. So, something to look forward to. I can tell you I liked the original. I did not play the expansion to it, but I at least beat the original. I'm pretty sure I actually beat it twice. And, I don't know, for some reason, I just I didn't get into the DLC because I think the DLC was more on rails. It was linear. And I like open world games more than that. But Dragon's Dogma 2, looking good so far. Moving on. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth details battle system, job change system, character exclusive jobs, and new jobs. Combat is more strategic and dynamic than ever before. Publisher Sega and developer Ryuga Gotuku Studio have released new information and screenshots for Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, including the Live Command RPG Battle System, 
job change system, character exclusive jobs, and new jobs. So some of the details, and this is a long story. I'm going to try to summarize it as best I can. New Live Command RPG Battle System. The new Live Command RPG Battle System in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth makes combat more strategic and dynamic than ever before. Look forward to thrilling new battles with unparalleled freedom. Characters can now move. You can now move your characters within a certain range during battles. Close the distance between enemies to deal significant damage or move your characters next to allies to execute combo attacks. Moving your characters within the vicinity of signboards and bicycles will enable them to use them as weapons and deal enormous damage to enemies. A ton of new items have also been added, including ones that explode upon impact or hold other weapons inside, giving you a lot more options in battle. Utilize movement to target an enemy's weakness and weaponize your environment to give yourself a strategic edge. Obliterate enemies in a straight line or damage enemies in your vicinity using some of the new area of effect attacks. Target clusters of enemies to maximize damage. Keep a watchful eye on your enemy's positions and aim for a decisive blow to take them all down at once. Knockback attacks have undergone significant changes. You can now knock enemies into walls and other objects to deal additional damage. If you slam enemies into burning objects or explosive gas canisters, you could deliver even greater damage or inflict status ailments upon them. Furthermore, you can also use the knockback attacks to make enemies collide with each other. Carefully assess the positions of your enemies and their surroundings to effectively utilize knockback attacks. During battle, when you move within range of an ally with whom you have a strong connection, you will be able to execute powerful combo attacks. Cooperation between your allies is key to defeating formidable enemies, so actively work on deepening your bonds with them. Perfect attacks have been greatly enhanced in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. When executing a special attack, press the correct button when prompted to deal a perfect attack. You can now use them to dish out extra blows or change the direction of your attack to damage multiple enemies. Use perfect attacks to quickly demolish your enemies. When you encounter enemies far weaker than yourself, the SmackDown option will appear. Choosing it will let you promptly end the battle at the cost of less experience. Use SmackDown to quickly earn money or acquire items. A ton of new jobs have been added, allowing you more freedom to customize each character's fighting style. Try and create your ideal party by experimenting with different job combinations. The Dragon of Dojima is exclusive to the man, the myth, the legend himself, featuring Kuryu's distinctive fierce, fast, and heavy fighting styles, as well as a special action mode that only he can unleash. 
three battle styles that can be switched at any time. The Brawler style, which allows Kiryu to pummel enemies and unleash heat actions. The Rush style, which enables Kiryu to perform multiple rapid attacks and dart across a wide area. The Sledgehammer style, which allows Kiryu to grab and fling enemies and objects around. Dragon's Resurgence is a state where Kiryu can freely move, punch, and kick using action buttons for a certain period of time. Use Kiryu's unique fighting style to dominate foes and deliver flashy finishing blows. Which to me is kind of cool because I know I'm not well versed in the, the Yakuza series. However, I do know that there is a very distinct fighting style in the regular Yakuza slash Like a Dragon games. And I know that the Like a Dragon games featuring Ichiban those are turn-based so infinite wealth i believe is going to be a turn-based game but they're actually throwing in moments where it plays like original yakuza and that to me is kind of cool so there are some character exclusive jobs uh ichiban kasuga's exclusive job is hero and that is a versatile battle style that wields a bat to unleash a variety of offensive techniques additionally the hero can heal allies as well as boost their abilities by providing words of encouragement, a befitting job for a hero whose duty is to inspire those in their presence. Eric Tamizawa's exclusive job is Cabby. Armed with a wrench, the Cabby uses his mechanical experience to manipulate electricity and water. It can leverage special techniques to exploit enemy weaknesses and inflict debuffs on them, a job that could turn the tides of battle by exploiting status ailments. Chitose Fujinomiya's exclusive job is Eris. Forgive me if I abuse that name. A battle style that utilizes various disciplines centered around dance to manipulate enemies. The Harris uses its speed to outmaneuver others and alter the flow of combat. A job that possesses skills that reduce the enemy's attack and agility, making it effective against formidable opponents. Yunanba's exclusive job is, ready for this one, Homeless Guy. That's a battle style that utilizes umbrellas and canes to unleash an assortment of techniques resembling that of a magician. The Homeless Guy can manipulate fire and use pigeons to knock down enemies over a wide area. The job harnesses the unique skill set of the homeless. Koichi Adachi's exclusive job is Detective. And that's a powerful battle style that utilizes batons and possesses techniques to break through the opponent's guard. Excelling in both offense and defense, the detective is a well-rounded job that allows the user to serve as the party's shield. And Seiko Mudoko's exclusive job is Barmaid. That's a battle style that utilizes a handbag to inflict status ailments on enemies can weaken enemies by inflicting cold, blind, and other ailments. A highly versatile job capable of adapting to tough opponents and prolonged battles. And she actually has a unique skill called Champagne Splashdown. So that means what? She keeps a bottle of champagne just in her handbag at all times? Sioni's exclusive job is Assassin. This is a battle style that utilizes needles, crossbows, and other lethal weaponry for a quick kill. 
The assassin utilizes whips and projectiles to render enemies immobile and deprive them of opportunities to attack. Jong-Yi Han's exclusive job is Hitman, a battle style that utilizes lightning-fast one-strike assassination techniques. The Hitman's high agility allows the user to take initiative in battles, a job capable of immobilizing enemies and delivering critical strikes from behind, the Hitman can equip blunt weapons, blades, and firearms. Tianyo Zhao's exclusive job is Mafia, and that's a relentless battle style that wields sabers to slash down enemies. The Mafia is a well-balanced job that allows the user to boost its own attack while weakening his opponent. And then there are some new jobs, Samurai... Aquanut, which is basically a surfer. Desperado. Kunyochi, which I abused, but it's a battle style that bewilders enemies with astonishing street speed and jujutsu techniques. Housekeeper. A battle style that utilizes cleaning techniques to elegantly sweep away enemies. Uh, Geodancer, which uses mysterious dances to attack enemies and provide support to allies. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is due out for PS5, Xbox, Xbox One, PS4, and PC via Steam and Microsoft Store on January 26, 2024, worldwide. Two more stories. The Starbites Taste of Desert launches in 2024 for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. This is a turn-based RPG from Korean studio Akina Games. The story of a girl's growth and adventure on the vast desert planet Bitter. Bitter is a planet that has become a desert due to the influence of a space war. The fate of a girl who is making a living in search of parts or treasures that fell in the desert due to the traces of war begins to change completely due to the quote-unquote oracle. AI becoming aggressive, abnormalities all over the planet, explore Bitter's hidden secrets and build relationships with various characters to learn new information. The Starbites, Taste of Desert, collects materials from the field and strengthens Mecha. It is a story-type RPG that grows with the friends you meet on your adventure. So here's some key features. Delight City which is in the form of a tower, is a pleasant and free city, although little by little it's submerged in the sand. People who gather in the city trade their own materials and information to live from day to day. The city has a hidden area that no one's ever found. Discover a variety of NPCs and special objects to get clues and proceed with the story to unlock a new floor. Adventure by exploring desert planets and discovering new areas. In each chapter, there's a scary boss and a stronger new ally awaiting you. What kind of world do they know? Meet your allies, build strong relationships, and listen to their stories. Go on an adventure with your mecha, a reliable partner who will protect you in the desolate desert. The world made of sand is wide, and the secrets hidden within it are even bigger. Strengthen your mecha's core with materials from your adventure. Adventure. You could win rewards by knocking down enemies in battle, or you could strengthen your mecha by collecting materials while walking around the field. Transform your mecha into your own style and enjoy the game. Freely strengthen your mecha based on tricky enemies and terrain. 
turn-based battles where you control the camera. Enjoy thrilling battles by organizing a party with allies and a unique mecha. There is a synergy that applies depending on your party members. Feel the charm of changing the flow of the battlefield by organizing parties according to the situation. Destroy your enemy's strategy by forming various combinations and solving battles to your advantage. This will be released for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC via Steam sometime in 2024. And finally, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth details calm and under Junior characters, playable Red 13, synergy abilities, and more. Plus, there's a new trailer recapping the events of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Square Enix has released new information and screenshots for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, detailing the characters of Calm and Under Junion, playable character Red 13, synergy abilities and skills, the summon Kujata, proto relics, material development, Choco Boutiques, and combat styles and difficulty levels. The world is comprised of multiple regions, each boasting unique environments for players to explore and experience on their adventure. Calm is a hamlet kept safe from the outside world by a sturdy stone wall. Though it lacks a reactor of its own, it thrives thanks to a steady supply of Mako piped in from the metropolis of Midgar, which is visible from atop the town's famous clock tower. That's actually cool. You're actually able to see Midgar, even though you just left it in the last game. Mithril Mine, a once bustling mine that connects the grasslands with Junion. Although once prized for its rich mithril deposits, the quarry fell into disuse after Shinra developed a superior mineral of their own, and the miners that once worked its tunnels have been replaced with monsters. There's some new characters. Let's start with Broden. He's the owner and operator of the inn at Calm. He bears a grudge against Shinra, offering to help Calm, Cloud, and friends escape their would-be corporate captors. His gaunt appearance may be due to his recent bout with an unknown illness. Rhonda is the mayor and sheriff of Underjunion. Her home, once a prosperous fishing village, fell into decline after Shinra constructed a military fortress overhead and a deep-sea Mako reactor offshore. Despite Cloud and his friend's status as alleged terrorists, Rhonda still allows them to pass through her town. Priscilla, the cheerful young girl who lives in Underjunion, often seen swimming with the dolphins she trains. The offshore Mako reactor has contaminated the surrounding waters, and Priscilla fears for the safety of her dolphin friend and other aquatic creatures. Billy is the grandson of Bill, owner of a chocobo ranch in the grasslands. Having lost his parents at a young age, he and his sister were raised by their grandfather. This young ranch hand kindly offers to teach Cloud and Company the ropes of chocobo wrangling, on the condition that they patronize his sister's shop. Chloe is that younger sister. She runs a shop on the ranch where she sells crafting materials and other curios. Warm and kind-hearted, 
she engages politely with Cloud and company and is grateful for their patronage. At the same time, she was worried about her brother's fixation on making money. So now Red 13, playable in this game. Basic attacks. He slashes at his foes with sharp claws. So you can hold down the button to unleash a wide range attack that helps build ATB quickly. Red 13 boasts a vast array of skills from lightning fast physical strikes to ranged magical attacks. Stardust Ray conjures an exploding orb of light that scorches all foes caught in the blast. In Vengeance Mode, you can block incoming attacks to fill the Vengeance Gauge, then unleash that energy to enter Vengeance Mode, enhancing his physical attacks and his evasive prowess. Siphon Fang delivers a powerful blow while absorbing some of the enemy's HP, all without expending ATB. Aerith also has a unique ability called Ward Shift. Aerith can instantaneously warp to any sigil she has created, allowing her to move about the field with ease and maximize the impact of her magic. There's also a new system called Synergy Abilities. These are powerful attacks in which two characters team up to turn the tide of battle. More abilities will unlock as you increase the party's level, a numerical expression of how closely knit your team is and you deepen the affinity between your party members. Fill the synergy gauge by using abilities, then unleashed a synchronized assault. There's also synergy skills. Two party members team up to activate useful abilities without consuming ATB. These commands can be executed while blocking and provide a wide array of beneficial effects. Each pair has their own unique set of abilities. Some deal damage, while others offer support. There's also summons coming from the remake and from the original game. Setting summoning materia will grant access to the power of the gods. The conjure deity will follow the player's lead and fight enemies automatically, but you can also instruct them to use special abilities. Before they depart the battlefield, summons will unleash one final attack that will wreak immense havoc. So Kujata, who was in the original game. He is a bovine deity that charges around the battlefield, wielding the power of fire, ice, and lightning. It throws phones with, an enormous with its enormous horns and unleashes magical attacks that strike even distant enemies' weaknesses. World Intel. So Chadley comes back in this game and he enlists your help with deepening his understanding of the world. As you explore the various regions, you will uncover new areas rich with treasures and natural wonders. Data points accumulated in your travels can then be spent to develop useful new materia. Proto-relics are artifacts of unknown origin that emit a unique energy signal. These elusive antiquities are hidden throughout the world, but with the aid of activated Remna wave towers, Chadley should be able to point you in their direction. Be warned, however, they seem to alter space-time and are known to cause strange phenomena. If you assist Chadley with his world-spanning research, that will allow you to accrue data points, which could then be spent to develop new materia. Some offer access to spells of multiple affinities, while others grant the use of unique abilities, all of which are sure to prove useful against even the most formidable foes. Chocoboutiques. This is kind of cool. Chocobo ranches are also home to Chocoboutiques, stalls at which you could freely customize 
and recolor your bird's equipment from head to talon. Gear will impact its performance in chocobo races, so find an ensemble that suits your style and go for the gold. Final Fantasy Rebirth offers multiple combat styles and difficulty levels for players of all persuasions. Active Mode offers players total control over their character's every move, allowing them to execute advanced strategies. Classic Mode automates characters' basic actions, giving players time to focus on specific command selection. There are three difficulty levels. Easy allows people to focus on the story rather than battles, while Normal provides a reasonable challenge for most players. However, in the newly added dynamic difficulty, enemies grow stronger as your characters do, which is perfect for players who crave constant challenge. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is due out for PlayStation 5 on February 29th, 2024. And you can watch the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the Sorry So Far trailer on YouTube. And so that's your JRPG news for today. And so that just brings us to the housekeeping. So... First thing I'm going to plug is the Facebook at facebook.com slash JRPG take two. First thing I'm going to plug is the Facebook, which you could find on facebook.com slash JRPG report. You can also find us on Twitter slash X at JRPG report. You can also find us on Patreon where You can support us and help keep the lights on and help us to continue to produce this podcast. And a special shout out goes to a goes to our current patrons, Jake W, Jordan K, Kularian, Master Loot, Japandi and Kana. So thank you very much for your support to those of you who are not patrons If you want to get your name read at the end of every show, head over to that Patreon, JRPG Report, and send us some of your financial support. You can find Dalton, the actual host of this podcast, on the Steam Machine podcast, so go on and check that out. Another thing I did forget to mention is that if you do support this show on patreon you do actually get exclusive access to our discord channel so again if you want to get involved with the community go on and check out that patreon you could find me at team retro on youtube you could also find me in the steam machine discord look up uh, steam machine the steam machine report and that should get you where you need to go and other than that do me and Dalton the biggest favor get out there have a phenomenal Thanksgiving and level up